Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Thursday morning uh, plenty to get to throughout the course of the show. We will get into the Eagles a little later on and um, look through some of the candidates that they've been linked to so far. Spend a little time in, you know, most of the segments uh, looking at a different candidate for the Eagles job as they are bringing a few in for interviews, setting up their interviews, getting this process underway. So we will get to that a little later on. We'll get to um, the whole quarterback situation because when I was in Tuesday morning, um, we had so much to sift through from what the owner had to say. We didn't get to how this affects the quarterback spot, and uh, we'll get to that this morning. Um, we'll we'll get to comments made on ESPN. Jeff Saturday, um, the number one Carson Wentz apologist, and all the land. Dan Orlovsky with some comments, and uh, Troy Aikman, um, telling Michael Irvin something very interesting. Uh, about Carson Wentz in regards to his role in the firing of Philadelphia Eagles head coach Doug Peterson. So we'll get to that. Uh, uh, plenty of things that we need to touch on throughout the course of the show. Way later on, Mike and I will also um, preview this weekend's divisional uh, football game. So that's one of the things that we'll do as well. But we will start with the huge news. The huge news in the NBA on Wednesday as James Harden is traded, which we all knew was going to happen, but traded to the Brooklyn Nets in an absolutely massive deal, which sends Harden to the Nets. In return, the Rockets get just an insane amount of picks. Like Mike and I were, were discussing it earlier. And I, I I said to him when I came in, I'm like, this is basically eight first round picks. That's essentially what it is. When you look for, you can't trade picks in consecutive years. So four picks. The way you get around that though is these pick swaps, where that's essentially a first round pick. Um, you know, you get the better of the two if you're Houston. So a massive haul of picks, um, as well as Victor Oladipo, as they originally get Karis LeVert from Brooklyn. They ship him to Indiana, get Oladipo instead. By the way, I, I mean, Indiana comes out of this pretty good, I think. They end up with Karis LeVert uh, replacing Oladipo. All of a sudden, you know, maybe they're a little bit of a force in the Eastern Conference. I don't think they're going to the finals or anything, but maybe could get out of a first-round series as the Eastern Conference continues um, to... Uh, you know, restack itself and, and stacks up, I think, pretty equally with the West at this point. The Cavs end up getting Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Um, and uh, this is a trade that will shake the foundation of the league for years to come. 
I mean, when you see a guy like James Harden getting dealt, it changes everything. It changes everything as far as who's a contender, who's not. It changes everything for the teams who didn't get James Harden. Every team in the East job is made infinitely more difficult now than it was um, before the before today when this thing happened. And uh, I think Brooklyn shoots up to, if not the favorite in the Eastern Conference, uh, one of the favorites, along with uh, Milwaukee at this point. But I don't know how you couldn't say Brooklyn at this point is not the favorite to represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. And in the middle of all of this, of course, are your Philadelphia 76ers. As after weeks and weeks of speculation linking James Harden to Sixers, uh, mostly because of the Daryl Morey connection, um, which we'll get into that aspect of it. That might have ended up working against the Sixers in a way. Because of Ben Simmons being a great asset, in my mind, the single best asset that the Houston Rockets could get in return for a player of James Harden's ilk because of Joel Embiid and where he is at in his development, the start that he has had to this season, finally potentially realizing um, that that potential, that MVP-level potential that we all hoped and knew that he had deep within him. And Doc Rivers, a win-now coach, it seemed inevitable that James Harden would end up in Philadelphia. It really did. I fully believed it would happen. And while I was, you know, on the fence over the last few weeks, I had come around. I had. Um, and last night was a, a, a big night in terms of me coming around on that, where Ben Simmons um, had one of his worst games last night. Fouled out, was... Not good at all offensively. And I had already been leaning heavily in the James Harden direction. But last night, I was fully on board. Pull the trigger, Daryl. Get James Harden in Philadelphia. And I had realized that with the Sixers, where they are right now, with their window, they needed to maximize Joel Embiid. The way that Embiid has started this season... That this team, with Harden instead of Simmons, has a dramatically better opportunity to win a championship. And another part of all this, and why you knew something was likely going to happen Wednesday, was what happened on Tuesday night. Not just with the Sixers, but what happened with Houston, where the Rockets lose the Lakers. It's embarrassing. Harden looks completely disinterested. Looks like he has just no desire to be on the floor at all. And then after the game, in his post-game press conference, says this: "We're just not good enough. Um, you know, we just we don't we don't uh, obviously chemistry, talent-wise, just everything. And it was clear. Um, you know, I love this city. Um, I literally, you know, have done everything that I can. Um, you know, I mean, this situation is, is, is crazy. You know, it's something that uh, I don't think can be fixed. So." Um, yeah. Thanks. 
And you kind of knew following that statement from James Harden on Tuesday night that this had reached a boiling point. And, you know, you have John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins both saying, you know, they're tired of Harden's antics. And, hey, if I was one of James Harden's teammates, I would be tired of it too. James Harden in no way has acted professionally this year. In no way has has acted like a good teammate. Has no way acted like a good soldier, um, which, you know, I understand your desire to get traded, and I understand your desire to want out, but you are being compensated a, <laughs> an extremely large amount of money, and you should be a professional, and you should go out and play for whatever team you're playing for until something happens. And you kind of knew that this was going to take another step forward on Wednesday. What we didn't know is how quickly this would progress following James Harden's post-games blow up last night. And it seemed like there was going to be a deal between the Rockets and the 76ers. Like, right around, what was it, around 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday, somewhere in that area, where I'm just refreshing Twitter. And Mark Stein was the guy who was really all over this. Um, As he was, uh, you know, reporting by the minute, seemingly. The Sixers are deep in talks with the Houston Rockets. And I believed I would come on the air tonight. I, I absolutely thought I would um, get on the air tonight and be discussing the newest 76er, James Harden. And then the Woj bomb, the Shams bomb, that's actually not it. That's actually kind of uh, kind of sounds better, doesn't it? The Shams bomb? I think a Shams bomb sounds better than a Woj bomb, does it not, Mike? I think this might this might be a threat to Woj as well. Uh, I still like Woj bomb just because it's it's what I'm used to. Yeah, I just think Shams bomb kind of what is that called? That that's not alliteration because it's not the same alliterations when it's like the same first letter of each word, I believe. Yeah, that would be like a Shams sheet or whatever. Yeah. That does yeah, that doesn't yeah. make sense in this uh, in this context. But I get I get what you're yeah, I appreciate you trying. I appreciate it. Yeah, I don't think there's an SH. I mean, maybe there is, but it yeah. doesn't come to mind. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to figure that one out. Um, but then the news comes down that Harden is going to the Nets, and it was disappointing. Like, my heart uh, immediately sank. Um, I was disappointed. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed right now. I was excited about the possibility of James Harden uh, coming to the 76ers. And... You know, in the past, I'd be angry. I'd be angry that the Sixers missed out on this kind of tremendous opportunity. But I'm not completely. Because while I am disappointed, when you look at the reports that Houston wanted Simmons, and they wanted Maxie, and they wanted... Uh, Thibault, which who cares, really cares about Thibault? I mean, I'll admit I was wrong about Thibault. I was wrong about Thibault. He's, he's not very good. Um, and all these picks, it was a ton. I mean, it, it's a ton. And uh, I would have been okay if the Sixers, with the Sixers doing I had come to terms with the fact that you're going to have to give up Ben Simmons. You're going to have to go up a lot. I'd love to hold on to Tyrese Maxey. But if you got to trade Tyrese Maxey, you got to do what you got to do to get James Harden. Yet, I'm not devastated with the ultimate decision the Sixers made. And, you know, in some ways, it it ties to what we've been talking about over the last few days with the other organization in town. Where 
there's this lack of trust that exists right now with the Philadelphia Eagles. A lack of trust in their processes, a lack of trust in their decision-making, a lack of trust in their leadership. The reason I am not devastated by this is because I trust Daryl Morey. Like, I truly believe that Daryl Morey knows what is best for this organization. And if you want to get in um, and discuss this situation, I'd love to get your take on it. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. But I trust that Daryl Morey will improve this team. This team needs improvement. They are good. Um, they are a team that fits together well. When they get all their guys back on the court, um, you know, you go through these protocols and this stuff's going to happen. And, um, you know, for all the people that are crying about it, Sixers probably are going to have an easy win tomorrow night because it's going to benefit the op- uh, the Sixers instead of the, uh, the opponent. But this is not currently constituted a championship team. With James Harden, they may have been. They are not right now. But I believe that Daryl Morey will find a way to improve this team. There is still a lot of time to pass between now and the trade deadline. I don't even think we know when the trade deadline is yet, right? I I think that's probably due to be determined at a later date, as well as the second half of the schedule. But I believe in Daryl Morey to improve this team. And if the Sixers came to this determination that this was not the move, This was not the move to trade Ben Simmons. This was not the move to mortgage your future for James Harden. I trust them. You know, and on the other side, you look at a team like the Eagles, I don't trust their their process. I don't trust what they're going to do for hiring the next coach or what they're going to do with the quarterback position or, or their drafts coming up. I don't trust that. But with the Sixers, I do believe in the competent leadership that they have in place. And man, is uh, this changed from six months ago. Where the Sixers are the organization that you have the most faith in to make logical, smart um, decisions for their franchise. But I do believe in Daryl Moore. And while I am disappointed tonight, I am not going to lie, over the last couple weeks I'd really come around on wanting James Harden and believing James Harden could maximize Joel Embiid's potential and immediately put this team at the top of the line in the Eastern Conference. I'm not heartbroken. Because I trust the general manager to make the right decisions. And I want to know what you think. And really, it comes down to two things here. Do you trust the Sixers? Do you trust Daryl Morey? Or did they squander an opportunity? Um... Because, yeah, part of me does think that. Sure. I don't know how he couldn't. When you have a chance to get maybe the best scorer in the NBA and you're one of the two teams that's in the mix till the bitter end and you don't get it done, yeah, it's an opportunity that you let go by the wayside. Was it a smart move of the Sixers not to pull the trigger on this deal? Or did they miss an opportunity? Did they miss their best chance to become a true championship contender right now. Really, I mean, yeah, they. I guess you could say they were a championship contender two years ago when they had Jimmy Butler for that, for that one season, but this would have set them up to be a legit contender for the next three years. 
really for the first time in my lifetime where they would have been a contender for, for that kind of period of time. Because even with Allen Iverson, um, they were unable to sustain that success from 2000-2001 season. But do you think that Sixers did the right thing by not pulling the trigger on this deal? Or did they squander an opportunity that they will regret for a long, long time? I'd love to get your take on it. 215-592-9494-215-592-9494. That's how you get in uh, to start the show tonight. Um, And plenty of stuff to get to. We will... um, uh, go through you know the uh, different aspects of this trade, how it all went, went down. Uh, we'll do that in the next segment here. We'll kind of um, let you know kind of the inner workings of the conversations here. Uh, the Hoop Collective podcast with uh, one of our, our favorites on the show here, Wendy. Um, Wendy hosted a, a, a late night pod that, that Mike and I had the opportunity um, to listen to. Hoop Collective. Hoop Collective podcast. That's right. Um, with Tim McMahon, I honestly find Tim McMahon a little a little irritating. Uh, he, I like his voice. Uh, yeah, he's got a nice voice. He's got a nice Southern drawl to it. Yeah. But uh, he's he he he's an anti Sixers guy. Uh, okay. I, I didn't pick up on that. Okay. He's an anti process guy. Um, and uh, Mark Spears. So we'll get to that um, as well as uh, you know what this means for Ben Simmons. Talked about it a little bit with John during the crossover, uh, but we will get to that when we return. But open lines now to start the show. If you want to get in, you want to get in on the Eagles, anything Jeffrey Lurie said the other day, you're welcome to. Head coaching search. Who do you want to see interviewed? Um, anything you want, uh, you're welcome to get on. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham on Thursday morning. And if you heard the crossover, John Johnson and I having a conversation about peanut butter and jelly. And um, what was this? Mike's uh, a woman named Diane, I believe you said, called to back me up on the peanut butter and jelly on toast take. Good memory. That's correct. It's a good food take, isn't it? Have you ever had a peanut butter and jelly on toast? No, so I can't rule it out. I... Um, I don't have the ingredients to make it when I come home, but you know, sometimes soon, maybe. What do you mean you don't have you don't have peanut butter and jelly? I don't know if I have bread. <laughs> you don't have bread. Wow. Uh, well, then what, what? Like, what do you eat? I mean, I eat a lot of bread. I probably eat too much bread. I just I usually just only eat dinner. Okay. I'm a big I'm a big sandwich guy. Like I'm a I'm a yeah. sandwich guy. I look good. Do, I, do I, just... I look like a sandwich guy? Um. I, no, I, I, you don't. For some reason, I don't know what a sandwich guy looks like, but I feel like I would look like one if there was such a thing. I feel like a sandwich guy would look like Tony Soprano. Like that's what I that's what I would picture a sandwich guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 would be who who did we see the one time in a Satriol shirt? Matt, Matt Patricia was it wearing a Satriol shirt? I think you're right. Yeah, I believe like getting it off was. a plane or something. Matt, Matt Patricia looks like yeah, a he looks like guy. A sandwich guy. That's a sandwich guy right there. Um, but uh, yeah, so the peanut butter and jelly on toast. I don't want to you know steal the snack segment here, but um, it is uh, it is worth your time. That's all I'll say. It's it's a very good a uh, uh, very uh, n- nice meal or snack. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you refer to it as. 
Um, I guess it could be either either or. Um, if you're having it in the middle of the day, it's a nice little lunch. Uh, if you're having it late at night, it's a snack. I would argue, though, it's smaller than your typical soup. And as we know, soup's not a meal. Soup is not a meal, according to uh, Kenny Banyan. And peanut butter and jelly is less than soup, though. Yeah. And Ryan, if, you're, if Ryan's listening, we could we could use a nice little Kenny Banyan clip there, Ryan. So I'd appreciate it if you if you just send that over at Tommy Kelly 44 on Twitter. <laughs> Ryan's become your digital producer. Yeah, Ryan is like our digital guy. It's great. Um, uh, the more We might have to start, you know, breaking off. I mean, we would pay you, Ryan, but, you know, we we, we don't really have the money to, to do that, but uh, or, or else we would. So we'll pay you in uh, in on-air mentions if you'll continue to send us clips. Uh, 215-592-9494. Uh, talking about the James Harden deal, and James Harden, if you have not heard, um, going to the Brooklyn Nets. And, uh, you know, it kind of got... I mean, the poor Flyers. The Flyers did play today. They won, I believe, 6-3 to three was the final. Poor Flyers. I mean, their season starts. Uh, one minute over here, James Harden's getting traded to the Nets. Over here, there's an impeachment going on, and it's like the, the Flyers just got lost in the mix. I didn't remember the game faced off until uh, 30 minutes after the fact. The Eagles once again stole the spotlight from the Flyers. Right. The, the Eagles are, are going through a head coaching search, um, and... Yeah, I, I mean, it was a uh, it was a rough day. If you're a Flyers fan and you were looking for a little uh, a little love, uh, just uh, too much going on. Temple uh, plays their fifth game of the year finally today. Yeah, there you there you go. Um, but uh, James Harden getting dealt to the Nets, and I want to know how you feel. You know, are you feeling like the Sixers missed a massive opportunity? Because I know a lot of people wanted James Harden. I wanted James Harden, um, and he would have made this team infinitely better immediately, especially offensively. If James Harden's here, instead of Ben Simmons and Matisse Theibel, uh, and, you know, forget about the picks, that doesn't really impact this year. This is a, a contending team for a championship, and I think a team that probably um, would be the favorite in the Eastern Conference. So do you see this as a missed opportunity, or do you trust Daryl Morey? Uh, I'm disappointed, but I trust Daryl Morey down the line to make the right decisions for this franchise and to, um, you know, find a way to maximize this team. Because I don't believe it was James Harden or nothing. I still think there are moves to be made down the line. There are things that Daryl Morey uh, will do. But which way do you fall on it? You trust Daryl Morey or you're, you are disappointed and believe the Sixers missed a golden opportunity here. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. We'll get to some sound in a second here, but Mike, let's get your take on this before we get to the sound here. What is your take on the Sixers ultimately passing on this move for James Harden? I was relieved. I, I was I was a little nervous that it was going to happen today, so I was glad it didn't. But I, I, even you as a Ben Simmons guy, and I, I, I think we're both – Ben Simmons guys. Um, well, one of us, one of us is shipping him out of town. The other one's not. No, I mean you can be a Ben Simmons guy and still believe it's better for the team to trade him. I think that's fair. I mean, you're talking about James Harden. I agree that it's better for them to trade him. I just I like watching Ben Simmons more than James Harden, so mm. I'd rather watch. I get that, but is there's not any part of you that was a little disappointed? A li- you got to admit you were probably a little excited about. No. No, not I'll at tell you all. What, I'm 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 over this player empowerment nonsense. Like, wow. You, like I don't know. I'm a contract guy. Like sign the contract and play for it. Like I don't know. Like what? And I don't really, like. 
for somebody to say like, oh, you know, he was afraid he wasn't gonna get gonna like get that money. Like James Harden, if he hit the open market, would have gotten the max deal from anyone. He didn't oh, need sure. to, he didn't need to jump at the Rockets' money. So when you sign that, you made a commitment that you're the franchise guy there. They did everything you you wanted, really. Like this isn't like a Demarcus Cousins King situation. Like like James Harden had a a pretty uh, you know career in life down there in Houston. It seems like so I, I what he did to his team that was just that was I'm at, I'm done with that guy. Yeah, no, I I hear you on that. And you know, let's get to the sound here because um, it was interesting the way the day unfolded because it appeared for a good hour that it, it, all roads were pointing to Philadelphia. Like, Stein, Woj, Shams, they're all reporting Sixers, 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 and then all of a sudden, Brooklyn in this massive deal. Um, But here, uh, to begin here, here was Shams Tarania uh, talking about uh, the Sixers' involvement late uh, as this deal got done with Brooklyn. The Rockets were in deep conversations throughout the day with both the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers gauging which offer to take. Uh, both teams made very strong offers. I'm told Philadelphia made an offer around Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybul that included draft compensation. And, you know, th- there you go right there is, you know, the Sixers with Simmons, Thybul, draft picks. Um, that is not a, a bad package. I mean, certainly, you're getting Ben Simmons. You are getting a hell of a player, regardless of what you think about him, whether you think he's elite or um, just a good player or whatever. Nobody can deny the fact, even though he's limited offensively, this is one of the, what, 20 best players at least in the NBA? Well, he's actually one of the 15 best. He was All-NBA. Yeah, but, I mean, you can also look at the fact Joel Embiid wasn't All-NBA, and Joel Embiid's a better player than Ben Simmons. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. Um, So, you look at it, and Ben Simmons is, is a heck of an asset. So, you know, the question then becomes, why did this deal not get done? And we knew it was going to get potentially rocky and difficult because of the Daryl Morey factor and the fact that Daryl Morey and his exit from Houston was not necessarily pretty. This was not a mutually agreed upon situation. Like, I think the Houston Rockets would have preferred to keep Daryl Morey in the mix Daryl Morey didn't want to be there anymore. Um, And let's face it. I mean, Daryl Morey left knowing full well that he was going to come to the Philadelphia 76ers. Like, he can say all he wants. Oh, yeah, I wanted to take time, spend time with my kids. It's pretty clear at this point that was all a load of BS. Uh, Daryl Morey knew that he was going to come here and take a better job, take a job with a a better outlook moving forward. So did that factor in? I'm sure it did. I think that is a factor that can't be uh, discounted here. But uh, the question is, why did this deal ultimately not get done? Here's Brian Windhorst on the Hoop Collective podcast uh, talking about uh, how this didn't, why this didn't happen with the Sixers. Because of the, the Rockets' history with Daryl Morey here, I just wonder how much of an impediment that was. There obviously had to be a point where Philly knew that this was it. We were either going to do this deal or not. I, I have to assume that Raphael Stone, um, the Rockets general manager, gave Daryl a, a final chance. Daryl, we are doing this deal with Brooklyn if you don't do this deal. I don't know this for a fact, but it, it had to have been somewhere in here unless they cold-shouldered him, which I, I don't think that they would have. And Philly right. had – there was a moment today, and maybe it was you know a moment that was decided a while ago, but there was a, there was a moment today – 
when Philadelphia had to decide, are we taking James Harden or not, and not for Ben Simmons. And they, my suspicion is that they just passed and allowed the Brooklyn deal to happen. And the, because of the Daryl Morey quotient here and, and Tillman Fertitta and all this, that had to be a fascinating uh, moment in time. It's very interesting because in the end, you know, Brian Windhorst is right. That's ultimately what it came down to is uh, the Rockets must have gone to Daryl Morey and said, we're going to do this deal for Brooklyn with Brooklyn. You make your, we want your best offer right now. And the Sixers said no. And part of the reason that I trust Daryl Morey's decision-making here, especially in this in these negotiations for this player specifically is because he knows James Harden better than anyone. Like Mike had just brought it up a few minutes ago about James Harden and and them doing everything he wanted in Houston. Daryl Morey is the guy who did everything James Harden wanted in Houston. Like that was Daryl Morey's doing empowering, empowering James Harden to that degree. Even when it defied logic, like, like you know, right, like trade. Well, the Westbrook trade, the Westbrook trade was not Morey. Actually. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. Even when Morey's looking, like this doesn't make any sense. But, right. Okay. You know, you're James Harden. Right. James Harden had more decision making power within the organization than Daryl Morey by the end. Now, Daryl Morey obviously still thought James Harden's a hell of a player. He's not having these kind of conversations for him. But it's part of the reason that I trust Daryl Morey in this situation is because he knows James Harden better than anyone. And when push came to shove, because Wendy hit it right on the head there, there was a moment where the Rockets and the Sixers, you know, was like, put your chips on the table. It is right now. It is do or die. It is now or never. And the Sixers didn't make the move, which surprises me. I didn't believe that that was going to be the case. I thought when when ultimately the decision had to be made, the Sixers would do it. And if you want to get in 215-592-9494, open lines uh, right now to start the show. And the question then becomes why? I mean, part of it is certainly dealing with James Harden and his nature I guess you could say, and and the issues that come with him, with, you know, being out partying, being a poor teammate at times, being a guy who's all about James. James Harden is all about James Harden, and he doesn't really give a damn about anybody else. We know that. Now, could you salvage him in a different situation? I think you could, and I would expect James Harden to be maybe not on his best behavior, but certainly better behavior in Brooklyn now that he is out of Houston. I think a lot of this over the last few weeks was James Harden acting out acting out on purpose. That's what that outburst was last night at the press conference, was he wanted to force his way out. But there's also the Ben Simmons part of this. And this was another interesting thing from the Hoops Collective podcast. Here is the aforementioned uh, Tim McMahon talking about uh, the disagreements within the Sixers organization about whether this move was the right thing to do. Based on what I know, it was not a unanimous, you know, there wasn't a consensus with the Sixers that giving up Ben Simmons to get James Harden was a, a wise move in the first place. And then, obviously, the Nets just overwhelmed the Rockets with draft consideration. But look, the Sixers, they could have they could have thrown a bunch of swaps in there, and I don't know what exactly their pick situation is. They also could have thrown, uh, my understanding is Thibault is on the table, I don't believe I don't I'm not certain I don't believe they were ever willing to put 
uh, Tyrese Maxey on the table. Um, but I think I, I think that your hunch, basically, what you're saying is, if it was even, they were leaving Daryl Morey empty-handed. <laughs> I think that's I think that's. But how could it be? I mean, Spears, how could it be even? So you know, you you look at that. And I, I think it's 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 interesting where McMahon says, you know, if all things are even, they don't want to trade with Daryl Morey because they don't want Daryl Morey ultimately getting the better of them and getting James Harden. But the fact that there was disagreement within the Sixers organization, um, I didn't necessarily expect. Like, I thought this was going to be a almost unanimous decision that this was going to be the right thing for the organization, that the right thing for the Sixers was going to be to move Ben Simmons for James Harden. That ultimately, they knew they needed to maximize Embiid. They knew they needed to maximize the offense and that this was the right move. Now, obviously, that wasn't the case. And there were at least there was at least somebody within that organization that did not think this was the right move. And according to Mark Spears, that was um, the head coach. I've also kind of got the word long before this that Doc is a really big fan of his. That's that's when I say there wasn't a consensus. What I My understanding is Doc wanted to keep this thing as is and see what they've got. Yeah. Well, let me so, say this. Uh, well, go ahead, Spears. Well, no, I, I, mean, I talked to Doc about a month ago specifically about Ben. And he just kind of, you know, with all due respect to the previous regime, didn't feel like they could get the best out of him. Um, felt that he could, um, that he, he didn't know he was this good and that he was going to be more aggressive with him being in the paint and having the ball in his hands. And he, he I could just tell he loved him. He just like raved about him. So um, I, I can't, I don't want to speak for Doc, but, my guess, if his if he had a vote, he probably didn't want to do the deal. And that speaks volumes. And and I think part of that, you got to look from Doc's perspective. And part of that's got to be what Doc went through last year, dealing with difficult personalities, dealing with a, a jerk like Paul George. And he's probably like, I don't want to deal with a guy like James Harden again. Like, ultimately, I think Doc would have done it if he thought it was best. But that's got to play into it. But... You look at it now, and the fact that they chose Ben Simmons over James Harden, essentially, at least for the time being. Well, I mean, chose Ben Simmons over James Harden permanently, but chose Ben Simmons over what seemingly would be a better option for now. This now puts the onus on Ben Simmons. It really does. And I'll be the first to say, Ben Simmons has been very disappointing so far this year. He has been very disappointing so far this year, in my mind, especially offensively. People who say that his game hasn't improved since he entered the league, they're clueless. They don't know what they're watching. They don't know what they're looking at. But I will say Ben Simmons' game offensively doesn't look like it's evolved this year. It doesn't look like it's any better than it was last season. And, you know, there's no doubt that he was involved in these talks. Obviously, everybody reported it. They said it on this podcast, and these are guys that are really plugged in. But the Sixers thought enough of him to prioritize keeping him over mortgaging their future. And now the onus is on Ben Simmons to prove that that decision was worth it, 
to prove that that decision was correct. He must be better. And I don't know if this has been affecting him. I'll say this. Tuesday night was one of the worst games I've seen him play. Terrible Tuesday night. Absolutely terrible on both ends of the floor. It fouls out, wasn't doing anything offensively, isn't willing to get to the rim, but he needs to prove now why he's worth keeping. And he should be motivated because this also shows that the Houston Rockets didn't view him that highly. I mean, they got a big return, but if the Rockets really thought Ben Simmons was that good, that he is that elite of a player, then they would have done the deal with the Sixers. They would have. They chose to get a bunch of draft picks, to get a bunch of assets over Ben Simmons. And that should irritate Ben Simmons. That should piss him off. And this is a pivotal point in his career. And we've been talking about it for a long time. But Ben Simmons needs to step up now. Ben Simmons needs to step up and become the player that we hope he can be and that the Sixers obviously believe he can be. Uh, Because they didn't make this deal. And Doc Rivers apparently was spearheading the uh, movement not to trade away Ben Simmons. And that's a big deal. That that speaks volumes for what they think of him. Uh, 215-592-9494. Let's get Gus in Lancaster in here. What's up, Gus? Hey, Tom. How are you tonight? Good. How you doing, man? Good, man. Hey, uh, first off, your peanut butter and jelly on toast is spot on. Oh, it's great, isn't it, Gus? Great item. Yep. Yep, it's a good filler. It's a good little snack to have if you're going out, you know, and you're a little bit hungry. You can take a, you can eat that, and then go out to dinner later. And it it really just fills the nooks and crannies. So yeah, excellent, excellent uh, call on that this morning. Thank you, I uh, appreciate. Um, the second thing is, uh, I agree with you. Uh, I um, my take with uh, the James Harden thing is, I like that Daryl Morey didn't make, pull the deal. I like the fact that uh, he knows. Uh, James Harden, but also uh, he knows Mike D'Antoni, and I wonder if uh, he got in the net here and said, "Oh yeah, don't worry about the picks. Bring bring this guy in. Yeah, he'll be he'll be working fine." And I wonder if Daryl figures, "Hey, if it doesn't work out this year, maybe we can pick him up next year." Yeah, I mean, Gus, that's interesting because this Brooklyn situation has the potential to be highly volatile now. Like um, you, you'd expect, based on the talent, that it will work out. But there's also the possibility that Kyrie and James Harden and Kevin Durant get together and they all hate each other and and that thing blows up. So maybe that was part of the thinking is that, you know, maybe we'll have another opportunity down the line or or maybe the thinking is that the Sixers believe that that in a few months a guy like Bradley Beal will be available and and that's a better option. Right, without having to mortgage all those players and any picks that that you might have in the future. Yeah, definitely. I, I think there are a lot of things that went into it. And while I am disappointed, are, are you like, what, what? so what's your prevailing feeling, Gus? Were you a guy that wanted James Harden, or did you never really want him? Well, I've always said, and I talk with my kids a lot, we're big Sixer fans, and I, I, I always thought that Ben could develop into something, and now that it's into his fourth year, I'm with you. Now's the time to put up or shut up. You know, it's it. he's at that point now where um, – if we don't see any growth or we don't see how he works in Doc's system, maybe it is time to move on, on from him. Uh, I would have had no problem bringing James Harden in because of what he can do from the outside and open up for, uh, for uh, uh, Embiid. But because he, did, he does have assists and he, does, he runs the point. 
And, you know, if he dumps it inside and he's open, he's going to take the shot. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's exactly what Philadelphia needs. Um, and not, you see a little bit with Curry, but it doesn't hurt to have a – I mean, come on, he's a superstar, MVP, you know. <laughs> yeah. That, guy, that, guy's worth, that guy's worth having on your team. A player like that is worth having on your team. But uh, I'm at the point where you are. Ben Simmons has to show me something. He has to step his game up now. Now that he knows that the Sixers are willing to trade him, what's and Doc's willing to keep him, and say, hey, look, I have faith in this guy, what's he going to show now? Absolutely, Gus. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. Yep. Uh, yeah, yep. no problem. Yep, take it easy. And yeah, I think a great call, and it's, it's the truth. Like, this should annoy Ben Simmons, and not from the Sixers' perspective, and, and Ben Simmons is a professional. Like, I'm not worried about Ben moving forward, because unlike other athletes in this city, who are little whining babies like that 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 weasel. Yes, he's a weasel, the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. And he got his coach fired. We'll get to him later on. Because I, I have enough that I need to get to that clown later on. But Ben Simmons, who people rip, Ben's a professional. Ben understands the business. I don't think Ben's that upset about him being on the on the on the block um in, in a potential deal for James Harden. He understands it. But what should annoy Ben Simmons is that Houston said, no, nah, we're good. We'll take a bunch of picks that we don't even know if they'll be good picks. Um, down the line, they probably will be, but they, they don't know. All those picks could end up being in the 20s. And they, Ben Simmons should take that personally. And I hope he does. That the Houston Rockets, they said, now nah, we're good. We'd rather have Victor Oladipo and picks instead of you. And I hope that motivates him. Because he's got to be better. And I think this team has a chance to compete for a championship. But they need Ben Simmons to be better. He has not been good enough this year. And he needs to improve. Now is put up or shut up time for Ben Simmons. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Open lines right now. Quick segment when we get back. Got a little social media gripe for you. That's coming up next. I'm Tom Kelly. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham on a Thursday morning. If you want to get in, 215-592-9494. We'll get to some Eagles stuff um, in the next hour. And I also want to start doing this. We'll uh, talk about one guy during this segment, I suppose. But I want to start going through a couple of the candidates, a couple of guys that have been linked to the birds. Um, so we'll get to that. What, what, what do you got there, We'll Mike? have to do an odds update. See how they change day to day. Yeah, we'll do an odds update, and we'll we'll look at um, some of the guys who have been linked, and we'll get to the the Eagles more in the next hour. We'll get to the the, the crybaby quarterback who that should be his new name. Uh, crybaby. The the w- what's better? Hashtag crybaby quarterback or hashtag Coach Killer Carson? I like Coach Killer Carson personally. Crying Carson. Crying yeah. Carson. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, you know, I, I just, uh, it, it's its ridiculous. The, the, cater, the coddling continues because it's becoming pretty evident. That's why Doug got fired. Like, Doug got fired because, uh, you know, they want to please Carson. And, you know, um, I, I i will say, and I know a lot of the Howie uh, haters will, I, I'm going to, I'm going to ramp back a little bit of my Howie hate tonight. I, I sure. think, um, 
you know, the, the, the real villain here is the owner. I think that's becoming obvious. That the owner's the real problem. It's number 11. Well, yeah, well, yeah him. But Jeffrey Lurie is enabled this coddling nature when it comes to him. Um, and Stop the coddling. And the reports the other day uh, just make it e- even even worse in regards to Carson. Did you, by the way, um, I never got my five bucks, Mike. Um, oh. Paul, he only had a 10. And then uh, I, I did not have any cash to break the change. <laughs> Um, sounds like that was his problem. Yeah. I don't buy, I don't buy anything with cash these days. Uh, you know, only, you know, there's not, there, there's not much I buy with cash. I'll say that, uh, most things I can buy with a card, um, you know, it, at a store and stuff like that. But, you know, maybe a few things you, you have to buy with cash. Yeah. Um, I, I would agree with that. You know, but not much. 215-592-9494 if you want to join the show. But I'll give you a social media gripe real quick here. Um, and I I may have used this one before, but I'm not sure. So I'll just do it again right now. When people tweet and then I guess it's it's usually when they're proud of their tweet. And at the end, to emphasize that they're proud of their tweet, they'll actually say, send tweet. Have you seen this? <laughs> I, this kills you when you're not on Twitter and you don't but, see this stuff. But like, it's just so funny to react of like how ridiculous. Send tweet. Yeah. It's like when they're proud of their tweet and they want attention drawn to the tweet. Instead of just actually sending the tweet, they will add at the end, like, like uh, Joel Embiid is the NBA MVP right now. Send tweet. I, I just don't understand the ne- why that's necessary, and it bothers me. Yeah, I'm looking at them now. Um, hmm. Trying to find one. I was trying to find one sports related, but okay, a lot of political ones that we'll hold off on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, it was today was a, a big mixture of political Twitter and NBA Twitter just converging all at once. And Flyers Twitter. You know, sure, Trump's right? getting impeached over here. Harden's getting traded to the Nets over here, and it's just a. A flood on the, uh, and this is another one I'll just throw in there, on the TL. When people refer to Twitter as the TL I or, like that or this app. I like that more than this website. This website's the worst. That just, oh my God. On the Twitter.com. Yeah, it just, uh, these people are just, they they are the, the absolute worst. So there's a few gripes for you uh, today. I still can't, I want to find more of um, the, here's what we're not going to do. Oh, that, that's been my favorite one. They're just terrible. They're they're just terrible. They're absolutely terrible. Uh 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Um, main topic tonight, talking a lot of Sixers in the first hour. Surprised it hasn't been heavier on the phones, to be honest with you, because um I thought there'd be more, you know, either either outrage or relief. Uh, about what happened. Sixers do not pull the trigger. James Harden will not be a Sixer. He is going to Brooklyn um, in a deal for what basically uh, amounts to eight first-round picks. Just insane. Um, And then they get Victor Oladipo, which I don't get why they traded Levert for Oladipo. I guess they wanted the expiring contract, get out of at the end of the year. The Rockets are basically like tanking the next five years, is what it looks like to me. Oladipo's kind of been uh, under the radar because of you know, Harden and some of the other stuff last year, but he was like, he was telling other teams on the court to trade for him. Right. Like he's, uh, he's kind of a, you know, and he's not even very good. Like Like he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. He's like between 20th and 30th best. Maybe I have a bad memories of Victor Oladipo. Do you know, do you, do you know why Mike? Uh, 
some with his Indiana career? Yes. When Indiana... They didn't play Temple. They did in the tournament. They they? they did. They were the one seed. Temple was the eight seed. In that game, Khalif Wyatt scored like more than half of Temple's points. Khalif Wyatt had like 35 points or something. And the Sixers or, or uh, Temple lost that game in the second round of the tournament in 2012. Um, that's my... Uh, and also, I have bad James Harden memories. James Harden knocked Temple out when he was with ASU as well. You're so right. about that? Yeah, yeah. Way back, and I believe that was 09. Um, but yes. that yeah, that was a first round matchup. So, uh, you know, just more failures of Fran, uh, which that's a take I haven't gone to in a while. Uh, the Fran, the Fran Dumphy, uh, is a bad coach take. Well, they haven't really had a season this year for you right. to even like talk about. Right, exactly. And uh, Aaron, Aaron's not doing much better right now, so um, what can you do? Only two games under 500. 215-592-9494 yeah. <laughs> if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. But did the Sixers make a mistake? Did they squander an opportunity not trading for James Harden? Or did they do the right thing, holding firm, not giving up the farm, and... Uh, do you trust Daryl Morey to improve this team down the line? That's where I fall right now, despite being disappointed. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.